Welcome to my Soul Life podcast. This is my playground and I'm your host, Susan Scollin. I believe that we can live a life we love every day. To do this, we have to go on a journey to uncover who we are on every layer. Join me each Monday for conversations about following our soul's calling and embodying what lights us up so we can become even more amazing people. And then later in the week, I'll be back with our Soul Life Conversations, where we open up and explore who we truly are to become authentically us. Be inspired. A quick reminder for you that all the information shared in this podcast is my experience and the experience of my guest. It's not medical or mental health advice, diagnosis or treatment, and I'd encourage you to seek professional advice where needed. Today I'm chatting with Zara McLaughlin and I loved this chat with Zara. She really inspires me and one of the things or one of the many things I love about her is that she's in her wee 20s and she's doing this work. Imagine who she'll be when she's in her 30s and 40s and 50s. I'm so excited for her. Truly though, she's inspiring and there's so much to love on about this conversation, especially her dad and she talks about him early on. Zara is a woman deeply committed to her own empowerment and the empowerment of those around her. She's a rehabilitated people pleaser and has danced or crawled her way out of anxiety, fear, and doubt over and over through self-knowledge, self-responsibility, and self-love, and is now inspired to help others to, to help themselves too. She believes in both the strength of the empowered individual and in the empowered collective and believes in a more beautiful world of loved up and joyful humans who know and own their power and potential. I had the privilege of working with Zara through IAN, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. I facilitated the group coaching circles that IAN runs and she was one of my students. Her depth of knowledge and level of maturity always blew myself and the other students away. To me, she doesn't have it all figured out, but she's willing to explore herself to figure it out and to create a life that's truly aligned to her. Enjoy this conversation and the energy it creates for you. And Zara and I would love to know what resonated with you about this episode. So if it feels aligned to you, come and share with us what you took away on my website, susanscollin.com or Instagram, my.soul.life.podcast. And you can get all of Zara's contact details via the show notes for this episode on my website too. See you inside. Welcome, Zara. It's lovely to spend this time with you and have this conversation with you. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to it. <laughs> me too. So I always like to ask everybody, what's bringing them the most joy at the moment? So what's bringing you the most joy at the moment? Mm, I think tuning in deeper and deeper into deeper and deeper into what I actually need and, and want um, in all areas of life, really looking at my work, my place in the world, big stuff and little things, you know, my housemate and living situation and my relationships and just actually kind of reassessing everything. And that's bringing me joy, just um, actually taking responsibility for <laughs> what's going on in my life and looking at it and choosing not to just get complacent and go, okay, what can I do here? Um, and what am I not happy with? What am I happy with? And, and what can I do to make things better? So that's been the most prominent on my mind and feels the best for me at the moment. Yeah. Awesome. And is that always your driver? Like how can I improve things or what? how can I make these feel better? Is that a driver for you? For sure, yeah. Since, I've, um, since I was pretty young, it was just always kind of like finding different ways to do things or to try new things or what will make me feel good, what can I experiment with. Um, I think like it started – when I was 15, I was already, you know, trying different diets and different exercise routines and um, different exploring different ways of living and different ideas for the future and just always thinking about what could be different or better. And not in this, well, I was going to say not in the sense that like not accepting my current reality because I did have to go through that where I was just constantly trying to, you know, better, better, better without actually appreciating mm. what I had in the moment. But over time I was able to shift it where it's like better but also acceptance for what yeah um I have now but it is just kind of my general mindset yeah and is that something that's always been with you or is that something you've cultivated over time I think I think it's 
sort of within me and then very much encouraged by my dad which in my head I'm like, okay, we well, let's get into it because I'm. I, we've been talking. I talk about my dad all the time, so I might as well mention him early. Um, I learned a lot from him and was just encouraged from a pretty young age to start just looking at myself properly and questioning things and and finding my own answers and thinking, okay, this isn't working or I'm not happy with this. What's a different way to look at it and Never, he would never give me any answers, but he really encouraged me to look for myself. Um, and so that just kind of became how my brain worked. The more I did it, the more that's just how I started to to function, just like looking for those solutions or different pathways or different perspectives. So, yeah. 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 Mm. And I love your dad, even though I have never met him. <laughs> <laughs> lots, of, lots of stuff about your dad. But he sounds like an incredible human being um, and such a gift for you to have on your journey and a really, you know, like a a real guide, not like you have to do it this way or you have to do it that Mm -hmm. way. It's that whole, no, I'm here to guide Zara and Mm -hmm. allow her to evolve because if I do it all for her, she's not going to learn anything. But if I guide Mm -hmm. her and then, as I said, let her evolve, she'll figure out what works and what doesn't and then have more self-belief or self-efficacy where she'll then go and try different things that resonate with her does that resonate with you absolutely um it's very very rare and it would take a very serious situation for him to say you have to do this or you need to do this or you should do this um and he said that himself like I never I don't tell you to do if if I ever do tell you to do something it's gonna be important maybe you should do it but apart from that he's always just like really encourage me to question find my own answer and sometimes that's frustrating because sometimes you just want someone to tell you just tell me what to do (laughs) he's also he's always just really been like no like what is your gut saying what's your intuition saying what um what answer is coming to you like just take some time and sit aside and Mm -hmm. really yeah um helped shape that part of me that self-trust where it's like I do know the answer or I do know my answer or I do know some part of my own truth like I don't have to rely on everyone else or someone else or something else for my answers they're already inside of me and I think it's only just in the past couple of years that I started really actually feeling that and finding that where I wasn't always turning to dad constantly to for that reassurance or just that questioning and um, really feel, feeling that internal knowledge, that internal compass and guidance and, um, yeah, knowing that I can trust that. Yeah. So he really encouraged that with me, within me. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, can you take us on a bit of your journey, how that has unfolded for you and to sort of unpack that? I mean, you started talking about, you know, when you're sort of 15, trying different diets and trying different things, but I guess what I get from you is it's an experiment. It's not about I have to do it one way and it's perfect. It's like this might work for now, but now I can shift it and keep moving forward. So can you take us on a bit of your journey? Yes. Um, firstly, absolutely. Like I'm my, one of my mottos is life is an experiment. Like I get so much joy from just trying different things. And for a while I criticized myself because I, I, I jumped from different things and I, I wouldn't finish everything I started and, I tried a whole lot of different things but wouldn't stay with it and I thought I was just kind of giving up or not I, that I wasn't dedicated. And then I realised I actually just get a lot of joy from trying different things and exploring and experimenting and that's where I get so much of my learning and knowledge just from actually trying it. Um, and my other motto is I'll try anything once. <laughs> Maybe not anything but, you know, it's I, I'm very much open to different experiences and I feel like that's been a big part of my growth because I'm not um, opposed to trying different things. But um, <laughs> I'm wondering how detailed to go with my journey because obviously everyone's life <laughs> is very eventful. But um, as a very quick recap, my family, like my me, my siblings, my parents, my grandparents, my great-grandparents, even maybe a generation before were all bought born into a very strict religion, an extremely strict religion that was very exclusive. If you didn't follow the rules, you would get kicked out or punished or um, 
disconnected in some way. There were very crazy rules that didn't make any sense that would change all the time and the things that were bad then are now accepted now. And it it was, um, yeah, something that we're all born into. So um, things that I had to overcome later in life with family, with my own beliefs, kind of came from that religious upbringing, even though I, I was only six or seven when we left, um, uh, obviously those things were still ingrained in me in some way. So um, I then when I was younger, I had an experience with a family member and there was a reaction to that experience that brought up really deep shame in me and that was another little piece that kind of came up as a block in within my own learning and growth and then as I developed just okay then I was like anxiety and then self-doubt and fear and just as I kept evolving as I kept um growing or changing every year it was just like different things started coming up more and more and I was very um anxious very very anxious really desperate to be accepted and to be liked and um a lot of the choices that I made really were revolved around that and uh I feel like I'm going on a bit of a journey here I'm not sure what all the details to include but um I guess one piece I can jump to is when things started to change for me. So after many, many years of being like people pleaser to the max, um, worrying about the effect of everything I did, whether I was, you know, going to offend someone or um, what people would think of me, that was a big thing for me. Just everything I did revolved around what other people might think of me and not feeling like I was worthy of doing what I actually wanted and not knowing what I actually wanted or needed. So I was dating a guy for two and a half years and it was a very, um, it was a relationship that was not really meant, well, it was meant for me because everything's meant for me in the moment, but um, it, there was a lot of anxiety in that relationship and ultimately that was the trigger for a lot of things to change for me. So in 2019, I ended that relationship. I quit my job. I sold my car, put all my stuff in storage and went overseas for two and a half months on my own. And um, that's sort of the beginning of the the real beginning of the process that's led me to where I am now, where I've gone, okay, I'm going to figure out what I want, uh, what I need, who I am, my place in the world, my purpose, um, why I'm here and I'm not just I'm I refuse to quit sailing around life revolving my life around other people mm. um, and I'm actually gonna live my life for me now <laughs> so um, yeah I guess to sum it all up it's just coming from a strict religious background a lot of family turmoil um, moving around lots in school feeling very anxious very full of doubt and fear and <clears throat> going through different relationships and different challenges um, finally got me to the point where I was like, I can't live like this anymore. Excuse me. I'm not crying. I just have stuff in my throat. Um, (laughs) You're clearing stuff as you talk. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Yeah. I just, I just realized, you know, I can't keep living like this, revolving everything around everyone else. Um, and absolutely, I'm still a work in progress, but I honestly don't really recognize myself all that much, even just a year ago. So, um, yeah, there's been a big, big journey. Mm, massive journey, <laughs> especially through like that religious part can keep people stuck for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but then for you to evolve out of that or through that um, and then unpack you will potentially have unpacked those stories just through life experience and making choices about Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be stuck there anymore and moving forward into the things that you love. What was that moment or maybe it's a series of moments and don't have to give the detail around it, but the whole this isn't going to be my life, I don't want Mm -hmm. to do it, I don't want to do it this way and knowing somewhere that you could do it differently. Mm -hmm. What What was that like? 
I can think of a few pretty key moments. One is another pretty big life event of mine is in 2018, I got hit by a car um, as a pedestrian. So I was, um, uh, I mean, I didn't break any bones somehow, but I got some pretty big scars on my arm from the glass, a big scar on my head, dislocated joints and um, had to have surgery and different things. And it was, that was a very big wake up call in a sense, because I, I was in the middle of that relation, the longer relationship that I was in. I had just moved in with him. Um, the circumstances around the night were really unfavorable. It involved, you know, my boyfriend being passed out next to the toilet and me with two friends of his that I'd never met. And I just went, wow, this is so not the life that I want to live. Like every part of my life right now is not, doesn't feel like my choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm living for someone else. I'm living for him. I'm living for other people. Um, and that didn't change everything right away, but it was after that point when I, cause I also lost my job at that time. So then I eventually had to find a new job. And through that process, even though it was painful, I started saving up my money. I was started seeing a, um, counselor of sorts and finally started to see my life for what it actually was my relationship for what it actually was and within 11 months I'd saved up enough I'd built up enough courage and built up enough self-awareness to realize that I had to change and that's when I went overseas um and then the process of being overseas was also a massive trigger for me because that was the most alone I'd ever been in my life. I was so far away from everything and everyone I'd ever known. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was so anxious. I was yeah. so afraid. And it actually made the trip, um, the trip that I had was not what it could be. I actually held myself back in a massive way. Like I stayed inside a lot. I didn't eat much local food. I didn't meet many new people. And I came back feeling like I'm so proud of what I've done. I'm so, it was so fun to be overseas, but I felt disappointed. I was like, I held myself back from having what could have been an incredible experience. And it was, but I was like, wow, oh shit. I, that was me. Like I, I, I was in my own way. Yeah. Um, and again, that was a little process. And then when I moved, there's probably, four moments. So those two. And then when I was back in the country, I'd settled in, I started practicing um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, which is a martial arts, fell in love with it. But then there was a moment where for whatever reason, I felt ridiculously anxious to go into the class. And I was sitting in my car and I felt I was shaking. I had butterflies in my belly. And I was like, what is, I, I love this sport, but I'm so afraid and so anxious of what people think of me. And in that moment, I had one of those moments where I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I cannot be this way anymore. Again, I'm holding myself back from doing a sport that I love for no good reason. Um, And then that was a couple of years ago. And then I've had multiple moments since then, just going through breakups and changing of jobs and competing in jiu-jitsu for the first time that just again and again gave me little opportunities to go okay I can see what I don't want and I'm not going to choose that anymore and I just I can't live that way anymore because it's stopping me from doing what I really want in this life and I just can't accept that anymore I'm like no I'm done I'm done with that so it took a long time and it's still going I still have to make those choices regularly but um, it's getting easier and easier and Yeah. yeah And it is a process. Like it does take time, and it like it's like the you know the universe throws it back at you and says, "Okay, we're going to test you again." And now let's oh, yeah. test you again. And you're like, "Aren't we done? I'm finished. <laughs> I just want to get on with what I'm doing, and I love it. I don't want to be held back by myself and the anxiety and mm-hmm. what everything that's coming up." Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. So many times I'll be like yeah, I think I've learned that lesson. I've released that thing. And then life will, life will go, are you sure? Let's <laughs> yeah. just see. Let's just test you out. And I'll get poked and poked and that opportunity will come up again. And then maybe then I will really clear it. But it's just like, yeah, yeah you do get tested. <laughs> yeah, totally. 
But you also gave yourself a really good gift, like a beautiful gift with your overseas trip around, yes, you held yourself back and they were your words, but it also you also saw that there was more, like you could have more and then it was around your choices to take that if you so wanted to and it's created like the life that you're living now, the opportunities that you have now, you know, stepping into jiu-jitsu and I know you love that and you're really passionate about it and, you know, being able to move through and create more of the things that you do want. So you were able to see that duality effectively and then go, okay, we're not doing that anymore but we're doing this over here. Let's go. Yes, I couldn't agree more. Um, Despite how it happened and how I kind of held myself on that trip, I was and am still so proud of myself for doing that. Like that was 100% the biggest thing I'd done in my life at that point, just dropping everything that that was comfortable and going into everything that was uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. um, I think it was kind of the perfect mirror because I had none of my comfort things, places, people, so I was faced with all of the anxiety and the thoughts and the patterns that I had ignored and I couldn't avoid it. Um, So it was a very good process to go in and I'm just proud that I, despite all of that anxiousness that I've talked about, I still had the courage to do it anyway and that's sort of been a theme in my life that I've reflected on where even though, as I've said, I was so anxious, I still, I was a singer in school. I would get up in front of 500 people and sing and sometimes dance and act. And I would do all these things that I really shouldn't have done considering how anxious I was, but I kind of just did it anyway, Um, which is great. So despite all of that, I am proud that that is also a piece of who I am, you know, just being scared, but doing it anyway. Yeah, but it's there's so much to be proud of there. And I think when we can reinforce or just say those things to ourselves, I'm proud of you for this, even though you probably didn't want to do it. Yeah. Like we did it. <laughs> <laughs> and so thinking about the anxiety that would come up through perhaps, you know, getting up on stage to perform or going into that jiu-jitsu class or whatever, once you've made the decision, does the anxiety in that moment go away? Do you find that through the action of singing or performing or uh, working out, whatever it might be, does that anxiety release as you move into what's true for you? Yeah, yeah, I think it does. Um, I mean, if I think about the first jiu-jitsu class I ever went to, um, walking in there red-faced, looking down at the floor, so scared, so uncomfortable. And then I can't remember it clearly, but I think, you know, throughout that that class, by the end, I'd come out of my shell just a little bit more. And it was like, as soon as I was through that threshold and onto the mats and I had started, it was like, okay, this, this is okay. I'm not, I'm not dying. It's all right. <laughs> um, or yeah, once, I mean, my very first time that I performed on stage, my knees were literally knocking together and I was just as terrified when I got off the stage as when I got on. But the more I practiced it, the more I did it, the more comfortable I felt in that and the more comfortable I felt in discomfort. Mm. Um, I kind of got accustomed to knowing how to manage that and to push through and to do it anyway and use my breath, use positive thought use connection with other people to to just ground myself in whatever way I could um to just yeah do it anyway and then eventually as I started doing it once I got to the chorus in the song or once I got to like halfway through the jiu-jitsu class I couldn't even remember that I was anxious anymore I just kind of sunk into it yeah 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 and you just yeah became more you it sounds like you were more aligned in those moments Mm -hmm. mm-hmm And yes. you think about the people pleasing, you know, that the struggles you said, what people might think of me was, you know, was one of the biggest challenges that you had. When you were sitting in that kind of space, how did that feel if you were constantly people pleasing? Mm-hmm. That was that was an interesting process to go through because I had to learn how to be a beginner because prior to that, um, I would avoid doing new things because of that people pleasing thing because I would always be trying to manage people's perceptions of me, you know, trying to shape how they saw me so that I could, you know, protect myself from judgment. Um, And if you're a beginner at something, you can't really do that because you're a beginner, you don't know what you're doing. So I'd kind of avoid that. 
Um, so through jujitsu, it gave me that opportunity to get better at being a beginner and in the process, in the, every class that I went to (laughs) my ego, my, um, yeah, desire to, to manage people's perceptions just got crushed every time. Cause I was like, I can't do that in here. It, it's, it's, there's nowhere to hide in this sport. Like you either know it or you don't. And if you don't, you, it's pretty obvious. Um, so I think, I think I was able to handle it well because I couldn't pretend I couldn't use that defense mechanism. Um, you can't pretend to know jujitsu. <laughs> no there's no avoiding that so I think because that got taken away from me I just had to I had to go well okay you know I'm a beginner I'll accept that and I'll just go with it so yeah because that yeah defense mechanism because that layer of comfort was removed I had no option but to just be okay with being perceived however I was as a beginner as an unco you know flailing around trying to (laughs) learn how to use my limbs and be coordinated. Um, Yeah, I just had no choice, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But you still stayed open to it and you still kept showing up for it as well. exactly. And and there are many, many people who probably in the exact same mindset or or position that do try jiu-jitsu and they just go, not for me, like I just can't do that. It's too challenging and I respect that. But I guess I just allowed myself to be open to that experience and as I said, learned how to be a beginner and be like, okay. And it was kind of exciting uh, realizing that I didn't know anything and I was excited to know more and to know how to do it. So for me, that was what drew me into it. Whereas for other people, it might push them away. So. Yeah. Yeah. But it was more aligned with you too. I think back at the start of, you know, when we at the start of the podcast, we we're talking about how you experiment and mm. that that was that's a belief that you have or a thought that you you carry an affirmation um and this was really aligned with that whereas the people pleasing like you said it stopped you from doing new things mm-hmm. so it was really out of alignment or out of character for you to not be experimenting and that would have been really challenging for mm. you yes yeah I agree and it was it was kind of out of character for me to even try jiu-jitsu like I would tell people existing friends and like oh really Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, it was just so random. I've never done a sport in my life apart from little bits in school. So to go from nothing to choking people out is a pretty <laughs> big jump. Um, but that excited me because, yeah, it is that experimentation. Um, and, yeah, I think that's really the excitement to learn more and to push myself kind of was able to drown out the anxiety that I would have. Yeah. Um, yeah. So starting new things is really like a cornerstone for you now um, and continuing that through and jujitsu, I think, you know, like there's so many different levels to jujitsu, isn't there? So mm-hmm. you might be a beginner at the start and we're just using jujitsu as an example. Yeah. Because this is like life, right? Yes. <laughs> jujitsu <laughs> is a great metaphor for life. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And then you start moving through the different levels of of jiu-jitsu and you're learning every single time and through that journey it's about who you become or I find it's about who you become on the journey not so much what you're doing have you Mm. found that to be true for you yes yes um I think with things like jiu-jitsu where you're put so out of your comfort zone um and anything that you're that you do that makes you uncomfortable, it pushes you in a way that you don't get pushed when you just stay with what you know. So the more that you push, the more parts of you you discover that you didn't even know existed. And for me, I love the sport itself. It's like a beautiful chess game that is just so, like there is, it's always evolving. The actual sport itself is amazing. But the principles, the values, the other parts that you you absorb through the sport is what I really love. Like for me, I just, I always told myself I'm not dedicated. I'm not resilient. I'm not strong. I'm not whatever other (laughs) crap I told myself, but through this sport and through competing and through doing really difficult classes and rolling with the big, massive higher belt dudes and, and, um, rolling with really small people that like I had different, so rolling, rolling with, um, different 
people showed me um, all these parts of myself that I didn't know were there. So I was like, oh, crap, I am actually resilient. I am actually strong mentally and physically. Um, I am dedicated when I'm really passionate about something. So through pushing myself in that way that I've never been pushed before, I got exposed to parts of me that I didn't know were there. So I recommend jujitsu to anyone and everyone, but I recommend mainly to get uncomfortable mm. because if I hadn't exposed myself to that, I, I might still believe all those things about myself. Which aren't true. Which are not true. Absolutely not. I'm just like, no, hell no. I'm powerful. I'm strong. I'm dedicated. Like I, yeah, I have more appreciation for myself now. I'm like, damn, look what, like, look what I can do. I'm proud of myself. And, um, yeah, it's absolutely about the process and the journey. And there's no, as I've heard many black belts say, like once you're black belt, you don't stop learning. You're always learning. It is a constant process. The sport is always evolving. And this is absolutely parallel to life. There is no end point. There is no end goal. It's always changing. You're always growing. So it's always just all the things that you're picking up along the way. That's that's the important thing. Mm. And like we're talking about this metaphor, and it might be jujitsu all <laughs> life, but it's that whole like coming into things with a beginner's mindset every single time. Because if even if you're a black belt, you know life, you've got it sorted, it's all going well. Somebody can come into your realm who is new to you, mm-hmm. not necessarily new to life, but new to you, and they can bring in a different perspective and your mind can be blown. Exactly. Um, <laughs> acknowledging what we don't know. It's very important and I'm always trying to do that, reminding myself like, girl, you don't know nothing. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, you know, I know some things. We all know some things. But, yeah, knowing that there is no expert at life. And, you know, there's two examples of that with the jiu-jitsu metaphor. Like there will be people who are big, strong gym bros who are just like, ripped and they think they're going to come in and just smash everyone because they're huge and then they come in and they get choked by like a 50 kilo girl and their their ego is just like oh crap (laughs) or a black belt um will roll with a lower belt that has discovered some new move that this black belt has never seen before and then they their ego has to has to go "Mm, damn I don't know any everything yeah. So, yeah, you're always presented with new opportunities to get an ego check or to get a reminder that there's always more to learn. Yeah, yeah, and it is that more to learn. Like there's so many different aspects of life that we can apply that to. Like, I mean, I think about gardening and just knowing the pH of the soil and is this soil right for that thing or is mm. do I need different soil over there and what do I, like, not that I dive into that, but I know that, that might be a future journey for me, but it's kind of like there's just so much to learn and it's based on your interest at the time. Yes. I mean, you keep showing up for jiu-jitsu and the work that you're doing because you love it and because it's mm. aligned to you, but it's not a nine-to-five job. It's not like you have to be there, you choose to be there, and that's a very different thing. Yes, exactly. So what are the values that are important to you now? What, are, what would they look like if you were to run off a list of values what what comes to mind? As my dad would say, brutal self-honesty. <laughs> um, really being able to be really honest with yourself about what's actually going on and not not putting up the blinders, not um not pretending and actually going, okay, here's my shit <laughs> okay. and looking at it. So brutal self-honesty. Um love above all else um just love in everything I'm learning that (laughs) I mean people have been learning this and saying this for many 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 years but we all find our own way to the knowledge is that it all comes back to love and it's either love or lack of love and um love for yourself love for others love for the earth and um self-knowledge, self-understanding is really important to me because that's where growth comes from. 
to to not know yourself, to not um, understand yourself and and your perspective. You can't really grow from that self-trust, trusting that um, you do actually know more than you think you do and self-devotion, devoting your feeling the classic, you know, fill your own cup before you fill other people, really actually choosing to devote your time and energy and love to yourself first so that you can then give fully to others and serve others fully. Um, and honesty, as I said, br- brutal honesty, but with yourself, but also honesty with others being uh, integrity is a huge word for me at the moment. Um, really having integrity in my life, in all, in all that I do and all that I say, my interactions with other people, myself, um, and it is, it's a work in progress, but bringing things into alignment so that I feel like I'm showing integrity in all area, all areas of my life and showing respect to myself and to others and bringing all of that together in who I am, what I say, what I think and what I do. They're probably. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll just take on those. Just coming off that with the fly, off, off the fly, I don't know. <laughs> we'll just put them up on the wall. <laughs> but that self-devotion, like, and a lot of the things that you said there was about self first. So, you know, self, um, not compassion, but that self-devotion mm. was around, you know, you know, like you talked about filling up your cup first and that's a really hard one for people to learn. Yeah, because so many people think it's selfish mm. and um, I what I would say is, well, what's wrong with that? <laughs> I think I think being selfish has gotten a bit of a bad rap because we only ever have us to the end. Mm. All that we do and all that we experience, we experience it. No one else does. Everything everything goes through my lens, my perspective, my experiences, my beliefs. It's no one else's. So if I don't manage that first, if I don't love me first, if I don't respect myself first, if I don't trust myself first, how am I meant to do that for everyone else? Um, If I don't show up for me, how do I show up for others? So it's like it's really starting from the inside out. If you're trying to change the world from the outside in, it's never going to work. So I think shifting that perspective from it being selfish to just being self-honoring yeah I guess um and of course there's so much so many reasons why people struggle with that and I did for a little while because it it can feel selfish or you don't feel like you're it's you are worthy of of focusing on yourself or there's so much fear and anxiety that you don't even want to look at it because it's too scary or whatever it is our upbringing that we're taught to always look after other people before Mm -hmm. before us but really, I personally believe that all growth happens from within outwards. And there can also be massive growth and change from helping others. But um, I think there's always a missing piece if you don't deal with the stuff going on inside you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that internal journey that's going to change everything. Because like mm-hmm. you said, we can try and change the outside. And that's just cosmetics. Yeah. It's just putting exactly. another layer on things <laughs> as opposed to just, you know, stripping it all back and going, okay, who am I? What do I want in life? And the brutal honesty, what does life look like right now? And I may not be able to have all those things that I want right now, but I can start working towards them and I can start shifting just some things within my current reality. Yes. It's possible to do that without transforming your whole, like you don't have to blow up your whole life. Mm to create just, I don't know, I'm just going to go with, you know, five minutes of meditation if that's what you, mm-hmm. what you want to do or just saying to your partner, hi, how are you, and actually mm-hmm. having a conversation, um, maybe putting the wine away for the night, you know, mm-hmm. and just being really present or being present with your kids and sitting down mm-hmm. and playing a game with them but not being off 100 miles, you know, <laughs> with your head with the to-do <laughs> list and the 50 other things that you've got to do as well. Um, just just finding those those little spaces can make such a big difference and it'll make a big difference in the people that you're interacting with as well. Totally. It's so easy to run on autopilot where you're not actually 
giving conscious thought to what you're saying and doing and you're just kind of running life on on preconceived patterns and cycles and habits and if you actually just stop and have some self-awareness even if you don't change anything right away just actually going just looking at what it is looking at what is happening how you're feeling how does this person makes me make me feel what does this food feel like in my body how does it feel to do the job that I'm doing the live in the house that I'm living like is this actually satisfying me Mm. do I feel fulfilled by this and if the answer is no then you can go okay what can I do about it but you can't get to what can I do about it if you're not aware of it in the first place so it's like and you don't often have that self-awareness if you don't take those moments like you just said to just sit and be to have a slow conversation with someone to take five minutes meditation to just eat your dinner in silence every once in a while or sit and have a cup of tea on the balcony whatever it might be just if you're constantly go 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 and there's always noise there's always input 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 and you're always consuming and consuming in all different senses of the word, then there's no room for any of that awareness to come in and you don't actually, might not even realise that you're unhappy. Yeah. Yeah, there's no room for that other, the intuitive input to come mm. in. Like you've, you're constantly bombarded by these external things, like you said, consuming, you know, it's not necessarily about food but information, mm. who you're yeah. talking to, all of that sort of stuff. Having that all come in, you don't have any space for your intuition to actually talk to you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then you never know if you're in alignment because and probably you're not in alignment because Mm -hmm. you're not taking that time just to slow down. Yeah, there's too much noise. Mm. Um, That's been definitely another big piece for me actually learning to, to, yeah, listen listen to my body, Um, noticing where I feel different things in my body and how I respond to certain things. And one like one thing I've realised, for example, is that I know that something is absolutely right for me if I just get this like excited feeling in my gut that like comes up to my chest and my whole body is just like, yes, (laughs) my excitement is my compass. Like if I get really excited about something, that's, that's what's for me right now. Like I need, that's the direction I need to go. Um, But the discomfort comes when you resist that. So if that feeling comes up and I go, no, 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 like, no, it's fine. I can't do that. Or I'm not worthy of that or whatever. Then I, that's when I feel like the unhappiness and the discomfort and the frustration, because my body is telling me what I want. My gut is, my heart is, my soul is telling me what's right for me, but I'm resisting it. So I think taking away that resistance, taking away all that noise gives that voice and a space to come through and actually show you exactly what it is that you need and want in that that moment that was beautiful and a beautiful example of how excitement flows through your body Mm. and I think you know for you that's your your process and everybody has their own sort of process within that but just taking that time to slow down and just feel when it feels right or reflecting back on a time where you've made a decision that you know that really played out well for you Mm. and was really aligned like what was that feeling that you were feeling yeah. at the time? And can you use that to tap into each decision that you make going forward or just noticing when the decision is already made and you don't have to actually make it, it's done. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm. So much fun. That's a really yes. fun thing. <laughs> yeah, and, and and remembering that, like, we're all so different and, you're, you like, some people might feel it in their fingertips or their yeah. or their, their head or their, like they'll get a, a certain feeling that's just like it can act as your compass and if you yeah. feel that you know you're on the right track and um, one thing that's helped me to kind of maybe understand that more or at least just see it play with different ideas is um, human design which I think mm-hmm. I might have mentioned to yet too before Um different tools and modalities like human design or astrology or um, there's something called the gene keys, just um, taking information, seeing what resonates. But for me, it's helped me sort of understand how I actually process and function and um, how I best um, process things and kind of my natural way of um, 
understanding my body and listening to my body. So I, for me, I know I'm not on the right track in any moment when I'm feeling that frustration, like I'm just pushing up against a wall and I'm just like, ah. When I feel that frustration, I know that there's a massive piece of resistance there and I'm resisting to something and it's probably me resisting to what I actually want yeah. Um, and, yeah, not listening to my own desires and needs. So it's just understanding yourself, using all sorts of different tools, all the books and the social media pages and people and videos, just using everything as a tool to understand who we are and how we best function so that we can live the most fully and the most wholly and authentically in our life because otherwise we're just living someone else's life. Yeah. And like you said, just take what resonates, leave the rest, experiment with it. If it doesn't work for you, find, know know that that's a piece of information, like it's a piece of your puzzle and you go, well, if that doesn't work, maybe this side or Mm -hmm. this thing works over here. Let's try that. Oh, that didn't work either. Okay, what's the next piece? And when we can slow down and hear our intuition, it will guide us. Mm-hmm. It will tell us where to go and you can try that out and then go, oh, this didn't work for a reason, but that's not a, but that's not a problem. It's mm-hmm. just led me on a path of discovery of the things that don't work for me so that I can discover the thing that will work for or things that will work for me. Absolutely. I agree. So are you a generator or a manifesting generator? Generator. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a manifesting generator. Yeah. So yeah. It was funny how you were talking earlier about all the experimenting and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and doing doing multiple things but not necessarily like just moving through them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I wonder if she's an MG. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a friend that assumed I was an MG as well, but I am a generator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you might have like when you do like if you split the design versus personality, sometimes Mm -hmm. they can show different things. Mm -hmm. So for my husband, he's a generator. But when I look at him, he's a projector for me. And when you split the design and look at them separately, he's a projector, both design Mm -hmm. and personality. And I was like, oh. So then when (laughs) they come together, he's a generator. And so I I asked him lots of questions. And I go, what do you think I should do over here? And he goes, well, I think you should do blah, 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 blah. Like he'll just give me the vision. And I went, oh, that's a good thing from you. Amazing. It's good fun to play around with. Yeah. So who do you believe that you've become because you've gone on this journey? Like transitioning from out of that religion into, you know, that people pleaser and now letting all of that go into becoming more you. Who is, how would you describe you? Mm. The more I do all this work, the more I I do just simply become me. I guess I just be- discover more of me and I become, I have become so much more relaxed in who I am mm-hmm. and comfortable with who I am. And I can see that in so many different little ways that might seem insignificant to other people and small to other people, but just little things that I notice where I'm finally able to just relax into who I am and be okay with just being me. Um, and I, I guess who I've become is just someone who's just really dedicated to my own growth, but also because I have gone through all the things that I've gone through, I've experienced that intense feeling of self doubt and anxiety and fear and, I know what that feels like, but I also know what it's like to come to the other side where I'm seeing glimpses that are getting bigger and bigger and becoming more constant of what it's like to actually just be me, to follow my desires, follow my dreams, follow my needs and go from day to day just feeling more okay with just being here and taking up space and being knowing that I'm worthy of that and that changes everything I do from the relationships that I'll accept in my life, the direction of my life that I'm choosing, the <clears throat> the actions and words that I will and will not accept from other people. Um, so because I've gone through all those processes myself and I'm feeling all this change in myself, I know what I do and don't want and I'm feeling more and more of a desire to help other people feel that too. So I'm becoming someone who's not only really dedicated to my own growth and empowering myself but I really want other people to feel that too to know that all of that 
change is in their hands and when you truly step into your own power and look at yourself with honest but loving eyes and take take the action towards what you genuinely want in life and really know who you are and why you're here in the world there is so much power in that so because I felt that for myself I want other people to feel it too in any way that I can do that so I guess to really simplify one part of who I am it's just someone who's dedicated to my own empowerment and the empowerment of others because I think everything kind of flows on from that yeah yeah creating that flow on effect or ripple effect yeah into the world and then you get to grow as well so Mm. it's kind of uh, I love coaching because I grow in the yes. in the midst of it. It's not just and even as when I was a netball coach, mm-hmm. because I coach, my my game naturally got better as well. Mm-hmm. So I was able to give back, help the girls grow, but I also grew. Um, and so it's kind of a it's a selfish thing, but it's, yeah. but it's so good. Um, and it's the same in the health coaching and life coaching space around that growth. You know, if you can, no matter what you're doing, you're giving to others and being of service to others. And empowering others and they're growing and then you're growing at the same time totally mm. it's a it's a give and receive every time you give you receive every time you receive you give a little it's an exchange and I think the more that I interact with others and feel more comfortable in myself the more com- people feel comfortable around me and it's just a beautiful exchange um and I think yeah, the more power we feel in us, in ourselves, the more we can empower the collective and that is where all the, the change and the beautiful growth happens. So it's just that, yeah, I love that just beautiful give and take. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, before we get on to the wrap-up questions, is there anything else that you wanted to add? Mm, not, nothing comes to mind immediately. <laughs> That's cool. It's been <clears throat> such a great chat. Yeah. I guess actually one thing that I would say is that just popped into my head then is the fact, and it sounds a bit um, obscure, but the fact that I was about, I was able to take that breath then to take a moment to really tune in, okay, is there something else that I want to say? And I'm just comparing or thinking of how I maybe would have handled that years ago when I had that people-pleasing, anxious, self-doubtful seed inside of me where I would have maybe immediately jumped on an answer or tried to think of something that would make me sound wise and 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 good. And I think just that power in taking a breath and actually tuning in and being okay whether you have something to say or not or for whatever comes out of your mouth. So I think that's that's just been a cool thing for me to be able to be okay with taking a breath and taking a moment and not having to always have an answer. <laughs> yeah, and fill the gap or yeah. just yeah, just allowing that space and yeah. And yeah, honoring yourself in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. Thank you. And that's a really lovely um way to demonstrate growth as well. So like I said in the past I might have jumped in and what's the right thing to say yeah (laughs) as opposed to what do I what do I my soul feel what does my soul feel like I need to say in this moment exactly Mm. beautiful so I'm a massive believer in self-love it's been a cornerstone to my journey so what's and I'd love to know what's one thing that you do for self-love probably something that's very in line with everything we've been talking about simply just tuning into what my body needs in each moment because for one day um, self-love might look like lighting all my candles and taking a beautiful long bath with beautiful music and incense and just laying in the warm water. And other days self-love <laughs> will be going and um, getting sweaty in the jiu-jitsu gym and choking people and getting <laughs> all crazy. Um, or it might be making a big hearty meal or, you know, watching Netflix. Um, so I think... The more that I love myself, the more um, pressure I release from myself of thinking that there is a right way to do things Mm -hmm. and realising that there is no right way and it's just about tuning into what I actually need and want in the moment and giving myself when I need, giving rest 
when giving myself rest when I need rest, giving myself movement when I need movement, just actually listening to my body, not what I think I should do, not what I think other people would think I should do, um, just actually listening and honouring myself in those moments. That's probably my greatest way that I have learnt to love myself over the years is just actually um, listening to myself and honouring that and not thinking, oh, that person on Instagram said that they like spent 10 minutes reading a book and maybe I should read a book and oh, I really haven't been reading enough so I really should start reading. Should, should, should. As um <laughs> as I've heard people say, I can't remember who it was, but shoulding all over yourself. I used to should all over myself all the time, shower myself in shoulds and I've kind of like taken that word out of most of my vocabulary yep. um, and realising that the greatest form of self-love for me is just actually honour myself. Beautiful. Thank you. That's fabulous. And you shared so much amazing information with us today. So if myself and the listeners were to take one thing away and implement it into our own life in service of you, what would that be? <clears throat> I actually feel tears coming up. I just I want people so deeply to know how much power they hold. I've felt, I've felt powerless. I have felt powerlessness so many times in my life where I feel like my power, my choice, my life has been taken out of my own hands or I have given it away over and over again in small moments where I have given people my power through my reactions, through my thoughts, through my feelings. I've just given my power away constantly or let it be taken away and I know how that feels but I also know how much power I hold in myself through my choices through my listening through my understanding through my trust really knowing that everything I need is within me and everything else is a beautiful add-on all the relationships, all the external fulfillment is just an add-on because everything else is in me and everything flows from me. And if I could just shake everyone's shoulders, including my own, because I'm not done yet, obviously, as we said, but if I could just shake everyone's shoulders and be like, you have so much more power than you ever let yourself believe. And you are capable of more than you ever tell yourself you are. You are full of love. You are full of light and you are more than worthy of everything that you desire and want. And I'm, I'm telling that to myself too, but I just, that's a knowing, even though it's not fully embodied in me yet, because I'm still working on it. That's a knowing that I hold in my heart. And I know that knowing is in within everyone else. We just need to remember it. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Thank you so much. So where can everybody find you and what is the work that you're doing in the world? Mm. Um, my Instagram is Zara Tamsen, Z-A-H-R-A-T-A-M-S-E-N. <laughs> um, I do have a website, but it is sort of under construction, but it is there and I think it'll be in the show notes and I'll just kind of clean it up a little bit before you <laughs> share this episode. Um, my work in the world is evolving, but I... So I share a lot on Instagram through reels and through posts and my stories. Um, but in the future, I'm in the process of um, building different things. I have a deep desire to work with one on, with people one-on-one. -on -one. I also have some workshops in progress that I'm going to be sharing and hold, holding online. Um, and um, I guess I just want to continue being my authentic self in the space and I know and trust that the work that I will do in this world will will show itself um, in perfect timing but as I said um, I'm really excited about some workshops that I have coming yeah. um, would love to work one-on-one -on -one with people and just watch this space let's see what happens <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about the workshops yeah, I have one. I was meant to hold it a couple of weeks ago, but I decided to postpone. Um, and it is essentially about finding and embodying your true essence through 
and there are many ways to to do that but this particular way is connecting to your inner child Mm. loving that part of yourself reigniting that connection um listening to that inner child and hearing what she or he has to say and then in remembering how much knowledge that child you had and the fact that when you were born you you didn't um you didn't hold yourself back in any way. You screamed and cried and yelled and laughed and giggled and pooped and and threw things and you just were you fearlessly, unapologetically, you knew what you deserved, you knew what you needed, you knew what you wanted. Yeah. So reconnecting to that part of you that knows and through different practices embodying that knowledge mm-hmm. here and now. So if you would like to join me on that, anyone who's listening, um, keep an eye on my Instagram and I'll be hosting that workshop soon. Yeah, that'd be fabulous. Oh, it'd be such an amazing space to be able to be in there with you and feel that your energy and your vibe and your truth coming through as well. Mm-hmm. Be beautiful. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for today. This has been absolutely fabulous. I've enjoyed every minute of it and we Thanks. managed to work through a few interruptions because Teddy's today, <laughs> but we did really well. So thank you and thank you for all the work that you're doing in the world too. You're amazing. Thank you so much. It was an amazing conversation. Thank you for joining me today. And I have a couple of small favors to ask. If you love this episode, please share it with someone you love and you know the episode will resonate with. Also to help spread the word about my podcast, please head over to iTunes and leave me a review. I love hearing your thoughts about my podcast and what's resonating with you. Plus it helps us share my podcast with the rest of the world, which is amazing. Finally, thank you so much for being here. I'm super grateful for you and I'm truly honored you've spent your time with me. Let's keep rising. Let's keep growing because it's totally possible to live a life you love every day right where you are. See you in the next episode.